Hey, party people, we are live with Berry Flow Upstream number 44. This marks our sort of quasi marks our 11th month of existence since we brought Upstream from inception. It's great to have everyone here, uh, especially our special guest, as always, Chris from Crackberry. How are you doing, Chris? <laughs> Chris was muted, muted out. Muted. He's, he's hiding his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hiding <laughs> my face, for one. Uh, but mainly, that's mainly because my internet is all sketchy this evening. So, aside from that, I'm actually doing pretty good. But, you know, is that's what it is, and I'm here. Know <laughs> what I mean? Know what I mean? It's funny because you're hiding your face, yet, like, your picture is still there of your face. So, <laughs> yeah. it's almost the same thing, right? <laughs> pretty much. As well with us today, we have Brandon Orr and as well Alex Bass. How are you both doing? I'm doing good, doing great. Back from uh, across the pond, and uh, I'm just excited to be back here, guys. Oh yeah, you went on like a trip by yourself, didn't you, dude? Yeah, well, my friend was uh, my friend's studying in Scotland, so uh, I took advantage of uh, the long weekend to go over and uh, visit him, and it was good. It was good. There's a bunch of people who saw my passport and they're like, what the hell is that? And so I was doing some Blackberry marketing over there. We'll see. <laughs> there's there's a little something to be said about traveling by yourself because like you have no schedule or anything like that. You know what I mean? Definitely. I, it's I, a lot I more like than back. Yeah. Like, you don't have to you don't have to worry about anybody else, like if they're feeling hungry or not, or if like you know, if they want to do something, then you don't have to do as much schedule planning. You can just kind of do things on a whim. But yeah. My biggest thing would actually be getting out of bed because, you know, them damn hotel beds and stuff like that are hella comfy, right? Yeah. So I'd like, sleep it all day, sleep my whole vacation away. <laughs> the best sleep you'll have is on vacation, though. So, I mean, it's yeah, not a terrible idea. <laughs> it's really not. And, I mean, you're traveling with a passport, Brandon. So, I mean, you, you've got <laughs> What's what's your spiel like, Brandon? How do you start? Like, sell me a sell me your passport right now. I have no idea what it is. So basically, usually it's people who well, like most of the people I was showing. It's the fact that they they hadn't even seen a BlackBerry 10 device, so they didn't even see like a touchscreen enabled BlackBerry yet. And so when I showed it to them, they're like, "What's that?" And I'm like, "It's a BlackBerry." They're like, "What? It's like touchscreen and stuff." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's got like modern apps and stuff like that." And so I would show them, you know, the hub. The hub was the main thing, really. Whenever you want to show somebody a BlackBerry 10 device, I showed them how they could, you know, have all their messages in one spot or kind of separated out by uh, by Twitter, Facebook, or WhatsApp, or BBM, or whatever. And uh, they were really impressed by that. And then the clinchers, when I was like, look, look at the, the keyboard. And the keyboard is touch sensitive. And, like a, and I showed them like editing a message as if it was like a trackpad or stuff like that. And people are like, oh, man, like Blackberry's, Blackberry's actually got some legs still. That's, yeah. that's, what, that's what somebody actually said to me. They're like, whoa, Blackberry like, has actually you know, got it here. They just need to kind of... You know, have more people know about it because, and they are all like, you know, this is a decent, you know, phone. I wouldn't mind ha having a phone like this. It's just that, like, no one here knows about it. All right, I ran into pretty much the same thing. Like, uh, my cousin, uh, they basically him and his girlfriend, they just basically they uh, bought a brand new house, and last night they were having a little bit of a housewarming party and everything like that. So I went down there, hung out with them. And, of course, I had my passport with me, and I 
you know, walked in the house, said hi to everybody, sat my phone on the counter because I was just standing there talking to people, and one of the guys that was there, he's like, what is that? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Because, like, I don't know. I didn't know, right? And he's like, your phone. I was like, can I pick it up? Yeah, go ahead. He's like, wow. And he starts flipping through everything. He's like, that's a BlackBerry? I'm like, yep, absolutely. And then he was like, give me a little demo of it. So literally I sat it down on right back where it was, where I put it on the counter, and I did pretty much everything with all, like, one hand. I just did the whole damn thing, whole <laughs> demo with one hand, like going through the hub, going through Android apps, going through Snap and all that shit, just one-handed. And he was like, dude, you just gave me, like, a 10-minute demo with all with one hand. He was like, you had, like, 15 apps open there for a second, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And he was like, you just closed them all with one hand. I'm like, yeah. That's the way the BlackBerry works, man. You need to get one. <laughs> he plays like closing apps like with all five fingers. Like Yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. Like I'd I'd pop open three apps and I'd be like, Yeah, this is the hub, blah, 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 blah. This is Blackberry World, this is the Amazon App Store, this is my Android Instagram. Mm -hmm. Snap, 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 close. And then move on to more apps, and it was like, holy shit. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like the reaction we get now with our BlackBerry devices are kind of like, you know those Buick, those new Buick commercials where people are like, that's a Buick? And stuff like yeah. that. And, and, and like people say that now with Blackberries because it's ever, ever, like people still have that notion of Blackberry device being an old, you know, bold device or a Blackberry curved, when in reality they're, they're quite different nowadays, right? And, and people just don't know that still, so... They're, they're so different. They really are. Like, when I go to do a similar spiel to you guys, I start, like, from the back and work forward. So Hub is, like, the last thing I show them. That's the icing on the cake yeah, for me, yeah. right? You want to leave that in their mind when you leave. Right. That's like, yeah, oh, yeah. And my communication is totally unified and seamless. But, no, I start out in the video. So I'll open the videos app, and I'll show, like, look, you could just edit real quick. And I'll go press edit, and it'll literally, like, play the video, and then you can go and edit in real time. It's the coolest thing. People are always like, what? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then the Photos app and the automatic story. So as I'm scrolling through with the Passport keyboard, I'll just <laughs> story and then it'll automatically make itself. And they're like, oh, my God. Why can't I share this to Snapchat? I'm like, oh, you can. Share. <laughs> it's really yeah. cool, like, the seamlessness between those different types of applications, right? Like Chris mentioned, you know, here's Amazon, here's BlackBerry, here's my Amazon Instagram. They just they don't have, they have no idea. And it is kind of like, I think BlackBerry users at this point kind of get some, like, glee from it. It's like... You think I'm dead, but I'm actually like superior to you in all ways. <laughs> and it, you know, I it's kind of interesting because I I haven't really used an Android device. I've never used an Android device as like my full time device. And my grandpa needed some help with his phone. I think he has the LG G3 or something like it's a decent phone, and it just updated to Lollipop. So he asked me if I could fix, you know, some stuff he wasn't used to or whatever. So it was kind of the first time I was actually diving into a phone and using it for a few hours. And there's a lot that I liked about it. But then I start to realize, you know, just closing apps and then it being pushed to the background. Like the first thing I did when I got his phone, I went to the app drawer and he had like 30 apps open that he had no ideas running in the background. And it's like there's such a disconnect in my mind that I feel spoiled now when I close apps in BlackBerry that it shows you right front and center this is running in the background and it's obviously running. Do you want to close it or do you want to keep it open? Whereas, like, on iOS and Android, both of them, it's, like, hidden in the background that you have to know to clear it and everything. And it's these little things, just closing the apps and minimizing them 
just getting so used to it on BlackBerry 10, it's like part of me wants to switch to Android, but then it's like that alone, I can't switch to Android. Just minimizing the app is enough for me that I feel like it's such an inconvenience on Android that it, it, it's just you need to use BlackBerry 10 to understand how small er, conveniences it has that really sells it. No, I totally agree, Alex. The convenience is like something so easily overlooked, right? Yeah. If you look at a phone, it's pretty, it has apps, ooh, ah, but like then you use it, right? Like I loaded up on an iPhone the other day. I know. Don't don't hate me. <laughs> I loaded up an iPhone the other day, and I'm like looking for like where the file manager is. Like I'm genuinely looking for like five minutes. I can't find it, and I'm like, that's such a simple thing. We're on iOS eight, and we still don't have that. Like I have to go into individual apps based on different files. Then I was like, maybe the universal search is good, you know? So I swipe down, do my little search, nothing. Like, it's totally just apps. Just launches apps for me. Like, it, it's not useful at all. The efficiency is not there. And then, like, you parlay that with what Hub does for you versus Notification Center, and it's just a totally different experience. Yeah, my, my buddy that, that was crashing in Scotland, he was like, oh, man, like, it, yeah, it does get a bit of a... Because he had an iPhone, he's like, it's a bit of a pain, like, having to to scroll through your whole app pane to find the right app that, that has a message for you so that you can find... He can he can go through the notifications, or, but if he has it just open like that, you have to find the app and, and click on it and stuff like that. And he says that, like, the hub is, is just... It's a lot better... Like to aggregate all that information, he said it'd be cool if. And I was telling him like there might be a chance that BlackBerry might be bringing that to, to iOS and and Android shortly, maybe as kind of like a an app or something based on those rumors we've been hearing or seeing. And uh, he was like, yeah, if that happens, I'd definitely give it a shot. It's it's an expanding ecosystem for BlackBerry, and I'm I'm impressed with them because at this point they seem to get that they need to reach out, so to speak. They need to take those services that were kind of behind the wall with RIM and bring them forward, right? So now we see them kind of going through this cross-platform initiative where they're trying to expand these kinds of services and features to other platforms. I think it's a wise move. And with that move as well, you kind of look at how BlackBerry is leveraging themselves into vertical markets. So now we see them playing in healthcare. We see them playing in automotive a little bit more. Right? We have the Mercedes partnership, and recently with Care Partners Home Healthcare, utilizing BlackBerry for their MDM and EMM. That's 4,000 BlackBerry devices with an application specific through the enterprise. So the, app, the enterprise is like, look, I want you to have this application. I've built it securely to help monitor your workflow throughout the day. It's such a great kind of alternative for users because now you have a secure platform with the secure native application that pipes that information through. So again, when you're attacking verticals, this cross-platform strategy BlackBerry has been taking on with their devices and services is actually pretty interesting. What do you guys think about BlackBerry and healthcare? I feel like there's so many like untapped uh, kegs, so to speak, that they're ready to bust open. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff that they could actually do there. It's just whether or not they, you know, the organizations actually put it in place. The very, the very basic concept is, you know, getting people onto BlackBerry 10 devices using Bez and using these you know, medical-specific applications. But, of course, there's other stuff as well that we already know is being done with the QNX systems and so on and so forth in the healthcare devices. So hopefully they're, you know, creating a network of basic services that they can offer even to, like, hospitals and all these different organizations. I think there's plenty of room for them to be able to go ahead and expand upon that. But 
at the same time, it does seem as though that they, they haven't really announced a ton of new things in that area. seems like everything is being kept rather quiet for the time being, too. It's it's so, all very QNX, right? It's all very yeah. stealth. It's all very stealth, like kind of under the radar. You guys remember that M-Box, this medical yeah. connected device that allows you to bring your, your connected me- medical devices together through one kind of hub? Yeah. yeah. We haven't heard much about that, right? Are they selling it? Is it selling well? What's the outcome? But it's there, you know? I think BlackBerry kind of brings that innovation of tomorrow today. It may not be mainstream. It may not be everywhere, but they've got a foot in it. They've got experience in it to bring to the future of, of the market. What do you have on it, Brandon? And, uh, well, uh, I echo what, what, uh, what Chris said. Um, essentially, we haven't really seen too much coming from it lately, but as you were talking about that, that health box, um, they are creating that foundation for the Internet of Things through that machine-to-machine integration between the healthcare and their enterprise services. And I think further going on, I think the like, hospitals... Their business, especially in the states, their business to an extent, and and a lot of the the aspects from BES can be, you know, molded to function in that space. So I think what we're seeing now is a lot of these BES 12 uh, general enterprise um, features getting molded and shifted to to fit that um, healthcare space and healthcare industry specific um, necessities. Um, just further to that point, we're also seeing that in the uh, automotive space as well. So I think really what it is is just using that base foundation that BES 12 has currently and molding it to the specific industry so that it can best be used and best fit their specific needs. I just want to say that that's probably one thing that I don't necessarily like about this whole new BlackBerry that we have pretty much grown to know over the past two years is that a lot of the stuff that they are doing isn't necessarily blasted to the forefront. So, you know, they, they, they may have services that are essentially being delivered to hospitals and car manufacturers that we don't necessarily know about because of the fact that a lot of those organizations you know, they're not very open about the things that they're actually doing. Some of them are. Like, we do get, you know, things that filter down and, you know, they come out and they publicly say, hey, we're partnering with so-and-so, so on and so forth. However, a lot of that, I think that they're, you know, they're, they're bound by agreements and contracts to not be able to go ahead and put that information out there because, you know, it, it's pretty much on a need-to-know basis. Like, you don't need to know what the system is running. So we're not going to go ahead and fully advertise that. And we all know that there's certain aspects in each and every single business that has that sort of thing, but that's one thing that uh, I kind of don't necessarily like because, you know, it's not it's not good for us as people who are, you know, looking towards the company for the news and the information and the press releases and so on and so forth. So, you know, it, it it's... It's great that they're doing it. It's great that it's out there. It's great that it's helping the company. It just sucks that we don't necessarily get to hear about it in the, in the quantities that we would want to hear about it, I guess you could say. Right. Like, there's a lot of QNX press releases that go across the wire, and they may not necessarily be attached to the BlackBerry brand at all. But again, it's a win for BlackBerry, you know, any way you slice it. Even with SecuSmart, like, if we hadn't picked up on the on on the recent acquisition of SecuSmart, the media might have just ran with that and never mentioned BlackBerry at all. 
But yeah, luckily, yeah. they had some pressers out there, and they're like, no, this is you know a BlackBerry software suite now that's run through SecuSmart. So I totally agree that it definitely doesn't get the notoriety necessarily that it needs. In the same front, I can understand where, again, you maybe want to protect the privacy of some of your customers if they paint themselves as this kind of mass security you know, forefront, you can imagine they become a bigger target for hackers and others out there, you know? So maybe under the rug and not spoke of is kind of best for them in terms of their security and enterprise focus as they harden what BES 12 offers for the market, you know? And I, and I wonder if this QNX news and, and enterprise news makes makes greater waves within that community, within the, the enterprise uh, community, as opposed to generally what we hear on the news is more consumer-oriented because... Or investor-oriented. Uh, more people, more consumers are listening to the news generally when you listen, when you watch it at 6 o'clock, for instance, than, than you know, um, specific people looking for a product for enterprise, right? So they're, they're, it's, it's also a viewership game, right, in that sense, whereas I think some of this QNX news and, and enterprise news probably gets greater waves uh, within that community and that we just don't realize it currently. It's definitely a material aspect of what we do that is basically left to nothing. I mean, they don't push a lot of these things out. And, and we mentioned this last stream where they're talking about, like, the customer care and focusing on some of those success stories. So hopefully they can bring that to a larger audience because it's definitely something that's lacking. Alex, what about you? What do you think about BlackBerry and healthcare? Do you think there's a real propensity for them to make money? Like I can imagine something like BBM Protected being pretty valuable in an enterprise setting where you have you know, communication and, and patient information and or files that you need to kind of transmute. Do you think it's an important field for them to kind of go into at this point in the game, or should they focus more on something else? Yeah, you know, I think healthcare is one of those industries where there are a few things that, you know, security is really important. There's all the HIPAA laws that, you know, it, that is one industry, along with enterprise, that, like, you think security when you hear about it. And I think it's definitely smart to get involved in that. Um, a lot of what they're using... Like, I, I went and I, I did an internship a few years back at a hospital, and a lot of the software that they're using for everything, it's so outdated. They have, like, these roll-around computers that are, win, right, like, running um, Windows XP, and, like, they're not, like, everything is just so outdated. So I think it's an area where there's a lot of money, um, and they're really not advanced either, so it's probably a good thing to focus on, but... I think it's probably also pretty difficult to sell them on it where they might just be used to doing what they're doing and they're not spending that much money, um, you know, and then there's all these problems with healthcare. It's kind of like healthcare also affects that industry and the government and it's kind of a, a very segmented industry that's that's tough to deal with. So I think it's, it's smart to get involved with it. Um, I just don't know how easy, you know, the com converts are going to be and... Uh, I think it's a great industry to be, be involved in, though. Definitely. And it's growing, it seems, right? Like Apple just announced their health kit, which basically allows you to build health-based applications. Chad in our group made a very interesting comment, and I, and I agree with it, that BlackBerry, that's the one aspect of the OS that is lacking, right? Like health fitness monitoring. It's something that can be expounded upon 
maybe 2016, right? Like maybe this slider is going to have some crazy Samsung sensor or something like that. Can, can I just say something that, that strikes me as something that's, that's really funny about this whole IoT focus by, by BlackBerry? I just find it that, you know, for a company who's trying to get so much into that machine-to-machine -machine space in IoT, we don't really see them pushing that hard for wearables or, or integration from that sort, which wearables, to an extent, is, is a form of, of that machine-to-machine -machine communication yeah. in a sense, or Internet of Things I, aspect, right? So, I, Alex and I are both about to pounce on this topic. You know, wearables and with smartwatches, I think it's still so early where, you know, no one even really knows what they want it to be. I like, In my own personal opinion, I've had a lot of discussions with people that agree with me. Um, we feel like the Pebble is probably the smartest or the most proper use of a smartwatch um, whereas you look at like the the Apple Watch and things, that's really just a smartphone on your wrist, and then that's kind of not that convenient. And you know you have to recharge the battery every day and things. And I think right now it's so confusing about what we what do we really want out of this thing? It's too early for it, and it's like how useful can it really be for us right now? So I'm not surprised they're not diving I into it. I totally agree with you, Alex. Like, what's the point? Like, if I have a a watch that's smart that I have to bring my other hand to to interact with? Like, what's the point, you know? I'd rather be able to look and then speak, you know, if anything. Well, it needs to be yeah. able to give me smart information. And I know Android Wear is working on some of those, that card, you know, ideology to bring that stuff forward. But it feels nascent, right? Like, it's it's too new to be useful right now. But when and if BlackBerry ever goes into the that space, you can imagine, like, I don't know if you guys have seen, they have key loggers for building access, and it's an encrypted passkey that changes all the time. Imagine a wearable that had that kind of integration with the smartphone, and that was your passkey, some NFC-type bracelet. Yeah. Imagine if it was a smartwatch that was able to take your BB10 OS and bring it across different screens at the touch of, a, you know, a touch of your wrist. There's a lot, I think, that could be there, but again, too soon. We're not there. People don't know what they want with it. Yeah. But, but here's, here's the thing, though. There's people that... Yeah. People... When we look at all, all of the wearables and stuff like that, yeah, I absolutely 110% agree. People don't necessarily know what they want out of it. The Apple Watch is still kind of sketchy. You guys all seen like how people reacted to that in terms of the pricing and what it does, the software, oh, so on and so forth. All that stuff, right? And right now, Pebble is one of the only devices that is actually sufficiently usable on BlackBerry. I get that, okay? I totally understand that, you know, not a lot of people may necessarily be interested in it or don't necessarily know what they want out of it. However, I think that, I still think that BlackBerry should be doing something in that space as much as possible within the organization, mainly because when you Same look at the, is. yeah, when you look at the landscape now, you have Samsung, you have Apple, you have Google, you have all of these Android and iOS companies and organizations and developers and so on and so forth, they're all tapping into this, even though, you know, the, nobody knows exactly what they want or how they want to use it. It doesn't matter. It's the mere fact that you're offering yeah. these things to people. So in that respect, I think that BlackBerry should be at least, you know, trying to go ahead and integrate some of this stuff because... Even like through the Android runtime now, not a lot of those Android solutions work through the Android runtime now. And, you know, if you pick up a, a, a 
Galaxy S Watch, whatever the hell they call them these days. I don't know. There's like 10,000 of them. Samsung shits them out like rabbits. But anyways, you know, it it comes down to like the Android runtime doesn't work with any of that stuff. The only real device that works with any of it comes down to the Pebble, and we actually have native apps on BlackBerry 10 for Pebble integration. And they work so, well. They work yeah, really well. The ones, the ones that are there actually do work. They work really good. I would, and, I would also like to make note that Penguin, Brandon's application, is also Pebble connected. <laughs> there you go. Talk to watch. Talk to watch app. Yeah, and um, I don't know. It just seems like a mi- a mixed message as well too, because you see. BlackBerry out there, and they actually are partaking in some of this wearable stuff via BBM. Okay, so yeah. they're telling you they're they're basically telling you, okay, we're going to support wearables, but we're going to support it through the Android um, system, and we're going to bring BBM to all these Android Wear watches and these Galaxy smartwatches, Samsung watches, whatever the hell. And you know that's where it ends. Where does that lead? That be- it's yeah, like they're it's like they're foreshadowing their own strategy for software, you know. Yeah, no, and that's that's the thing. Like that's such a great point that you bring that up, and it is kind of hurting them in a way where it's like, well, because they're not messing around with smartwatches right now, they're losing all of the press, all of the media, the free media that comes with R and D. So if you just throw R and D into building something, you're gonna have the press who's really excited about wearables right now saying BlackBerry Watch and things, and it's it's just free publicity. But then at the same time. Well, exactly what James is saying. This is kind of foreseeing, well, maybe BlackBerry really just wants to be a software company. And this is another reason they're trying to get where they, they'll be making some phones and stuff, but they really don't want to be on the forefront of the hardware aspect of it. They can still be there in software. Okay, well, yeah, then they, they should be reaching out to all of these people. You know, if they don't... I honestly don't think BlackBerry should build a smartwatch. I don't. I really don't. You know, I think... I think that there is enough out there right now that the market is flooded and consumers are confused and they're just, you know, they're wondering about. Right. It, it would be a waste of effort at this point for yeah, BlackBerry. But where the negligence part comes in is the compatibility. Because, right. like I said, you're, you're, you're basically telling people if you want BBM, okay, say, for example, I did want BBM on my wrist. I wanted a smartwatch and I want a BBM on my wrist. What would I have to do as a BlackBerry user to do that? I would literally have to go buy an Android device. You're basically telling people if you want BBM on your wrist to go buy an Android device. Yeah. Why aren't you supporting it? Why aren't you building these apps? If BlackBerry is a software company, then maybe they should take some of that software capability and build some of these apps that can actually tap into well, these. You know what I'm saying? And that's another problem that shows the problem of the smartwatch right now. Um, A lot of people are saying it, even the the Apple Watch, is all the apps are tied to your phone that when you click something, you're seeing a lot of loading time. People are explaining the Apple Watch, you you spend a lot of time seeing loading time. For instance, when you're doing location and things, because it has to search, or it has to connect to your phone, do the location on your phone, then send it back. But... Apple is developing apps that are standalone where you're not going to need your phone anymore, and that's a perfect thing. If you get BBM working on, on the watch and not need a phone tied to it, then no longer do you need an Android device in order to get BBM on it. You just need a smartwatch. You're not going to have full functionality because it can't you know, pair up with your BlackBerry or whatever, but 
smartwatches aren't at the point yet. They shouldn't be so dependent on the phone. That that defeats the purpose of the usefulness of it. So it's it's just totally yeah. It's it's so messed up right now. There's you so know what else defeats the ahead. purpose of this? Of it? <laughs> that totally wasn't a segue into a BlackBerry Leap conversation. <laughs> <laughs> or was it? But like honestly, like right, this is this is the big news of this quarter. We have a new device, and we're yeah. not even talking about it because it's so like blasé. That was the only word I could put to the review that Jubay and I worked on. Like I Chris, saw, I saw Chris, it on you the have a leak. What are some of your thoughts on it? I <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say about it because I'm I'm two ways about it because one, I actually like the device. You know, I was I was pretty harsh on it. A few times, you know, basically saying that I don't understand why this device exists, and that hasn't necessarily changed. However, I do believe that it's a good device. It's just, it doesn't, in no way does it appeal to any existing BlackBerry 10 device owner. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it, it basically, if, if I was a Z10 owner and I had a Z10, and I had NFC on my device, and all that stuff, and I wanted to upgrade to something, the Leap doesn't necessarily feel like much of an upgrade, because you're actually losing device features if you move into a Leap. You're losing the NFC off of your off of your Z10 at that point in time. So, yeah, it, you know, it's great that it's there, it's great that it's a cheap price, and it's great that it's actually a quality-built device, but, you know, it, I can see... And I'm pretty sure I mentioned it in my review because I think that thing was over 6,700 words long. But um, it's almost like you're buying the exact same device over again. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Less of it, really. In yeah, it just it just feels like a repackaged solution. So yeah, you know, you're getting a new device, and that device again is pretty pretty quality for what what you're paying for it and everything like that. But there's a little bit of a resentment there because it literally just feels like you're buying an upgraded version of your device in some respects, and you know there there's some compromises made on that device. And it's, I, I echo what you put in your review, uh, Chris. You mentioned the back band where it shows the eight. No, the uh, yeah. It's like yeah. it's like you had such a great idea putting classic on the back of yeah. your phone. Why would you not just put the leap? I get it's a weird name. Frank consistency too. Like go with it, right? Yeah. You remember? You remember those old phones that you sold like tens and millions of? You know, bold, curved, yeah. torch. They all have <laughs> the names on the phone, right? <coughs> Come on, you know what works. Yeah. Why would you deviate? I, it, it's I, like rather than advertise old, you know, specs, why not do something like positive brand advertising? But yeah, <laughs> you know, um. Chris, what I I had something interesting to say, or um, something to bring up about what you were saying. Okay. What were you just mentioning before James so rudely interrupted? Now, <laughs> Alex, if you if you think it's interesting, that's definitely objective. Okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, just just keep talking; it'll pop yeah. back up. So basically, yeah. So basically, I saw the leap on the topic list for tonight. And I'm like, oh man, like, we got to talk about that. <laughs> I just like it's not a bad device. I'm just like it's it's a fine device. I just it, I can't muster up any enthusiasm for it. I, I don't know what it is, and I'm a pretty big BlackBerry fan, but I just it, it's like one it's like I was mentioning to you guys before the podcast. It's kind of like I feel like it's gonna be like the touch screen equivalent of the Q5. It's gonna be a good device, but it's not gonna be a device that people are gonna 
remember in like three or four months. They're going to be like, oh yeah, that device came out, but... Yeah, I'm confused. I thought that was the Z3, so... <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> this, this is what Actually, I... Yeah, you're right. You know, this this is the problem that we're sitting at right now. Smartphones are still in a weird place, which they really shouldn't be, with carriers where to do it properly, most people, I'd say it's probably like 80% of people use their carrier upgrade contract, their two-year contract, to get a phone at a discounted rate where they just want to spend maybe $100 on a phone or less or maybe get one for free or whatever. And we're at a weird point right now where, sure, if you have a Z10 and you want to upgrade your phone, you don't necessarily want to lock yourself into a two-year contract with a Leap to get a Leap for free or whatever. But then it's kind of like, well, I also don't, my mom doesn't want to spend $250 on a phone to buy it off contract just so she still has that contract, um, you know, upgrade package to use at a later point in time. And it's like, it's it's a good phone if, it's just, I just think phones are such a weird place right now where they shouldn't be so reliant on upgrade, upgrade contracts and locking you in, but that's really the only way that people see them as affordable. They don't look at them like an investment with a tablet or a computer or a laptop. They instead see it, okay, my two-year contract's up, now is where I buy a new phone. And it shouldn't be at that place, but we still are, and that's why a cheap phone like the Leap doesn't make sense necessarily. They don't want to use their two-year contract on that phone. Yeah. Still, I it's also, an option. There's going to be someone who does go and be like, you yeah. know what? hey, a Leap, I want it. Go yeah. ahead, Chris. I, I was just going to say, it's like, it's like a weird, like Alex said, it is a weird point as well, because like right now, we we as BlackBerry 10 device owners, know that the Z30 is out there. It's on sale. Like, BlackBerry's having a sale on Z30s right now on their own website yeah. where you can buy it for less than what you can buy a BlackBerry Leap for, right? So, you know, it, it's just a weird time. Like, would I recommend the Leap to somebody who has never owned a BlackBerry 10 device? Probably not. I would probably tell them to actually pick up a Z30 because you yeah. get more of a device and it's cheaper at the present sure. moment if you don't want any contract or anything like that. You know? It's so can, weird. And can we talk about the name? Like, where where does this leap come from? Like, yeah. You are a startup. Like, I don't understand. Uh, I just don't understand in your message the marketing behind it. Like, I wish they saved, they saved that name for, like, a flagship or something. I know some people yeah. don't even like the name in general, but I think it could be, if they're really going to push forward with it, do it on a device that you can leap the competition, not, here's our... <laughs> but that's like, the, that's like the, the most cliche like interpretation of the name leap, though. Yeah. I, think it's, I think it's a leap for a lot of people, and it may not be a leap that's forward, but it is a jump. You are getting more, whether it be battery, whether it be screen. It is an improvement on devices that have been out there. Now, is it an improvement of the Z30? No. But when you look at the pricing tiers that those devices came in on, one hit the market at 600, one hit the market at 300, you know, 275, whatever you want, whatever you want to slice it. I mean, there's the difference, right? They got the pricing right on the device for what it was. And yet they, they took away Miracast, they took away NFC, they took away some of the nice things that we do like about the device, like Slimport, which is uh, you know, something nice that we like on the classic devices in the Passport as well. But at the same point, they brought something entry-level, and the enterprise sales side of me is like, you know what? If I have to put two devices in front of someone, and, and this is the option, you know, barring it one being red, right? If I put one of these in front of you, right, or if I just put one of them, you're less likely to go for a BlackBerry if it's next to an iPhone. Yeah. Assuming there is a Leap 
variant available. You might go for that all-touch BlackBerry just because you like that security, but you're not a keyboard person. You don't like going out and getting shamed in public, you know? Yeah, and that's that's where that's where it, it really does excel at because honestly, I don't I I don't think this device was essentially meant for any of us who are either on this podcast or even tuning into this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I think it was essentially do you remember when John Chen basically announced the um the Z3? No, 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 the Z3. Remember when they announced the Z3 and they basically said that there would be an LTE version coming at some point in time? Here it is. Yeah, and it, realistically it is because we know from all the previous leaks that that was the case. They had the Manitoba, this is what it ended up being. And, you know, it, it almost feels like they wanted, to, they wanted to release this device earlier than what they did, and but... They, you know, they started working on like the Passport and the Classic, and they were like, "Okay, well, these are our key devices. We got to get these out." So it it almost feels like the leap was in the works, planned, and ready to rock and roll yep. months ago. It's got delayed. Yeah, and yeah, I wouldn't even say delayed. It, it was basically like they were like, "Nah, it's just not the right time for it." Yeah. So it got sidelined. It feels yeah. it feels like a classic. But not quite, you know. Yeah. It yeah. really does. Yeah. And and if you, if Chris were to say, I feel like these two devices were made around the same time, I would totally believe him because yeah. the LCD quality, the panel, yeah. the specs, the performance, it's all on par with a classic as a base kind of reference platform. So I, I'm with Chris. It feels, it feels like last year still, you know. And maybe that's what's so like uninspiring about it, as Brandon had mentioned. Yeah. And I think we all had that notion that like a Z3 LTE device was going to come out within a few months of the Z3 yeah. launch. We yeah. didn't expect it to come out a year later. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. It, it, and it's so funny. Um, I've been watching lately these window or Win Beta podcasts, and I watch it for Windows 10 because I'm, you know, obviously I'm interested in that. But they do talk about Windows phones a bit, and it's so funny that. Um, if you watch it, like honestly, if you sit down and watch one episode, a lot of what our complaints are parallel for Windows. They have given the exact same arguments that all of us have given for like, well, why is Snapchat not letting a third-party you know, app developer build the app? And it's so funny that there's so many parallels. And they were talking yesterday, and I was watching it, and one of their main complaints right now is there's no flagship Windows device. They're all subpar specs that, you know, they're all good phones because of the OS, but they don't have a flagship device. And I'm thinking, this is the same problem we have right now. We don't have a flagship device all touch. We do have a flagship device, which is the Passport, but we don't have a flagship device. And it's like, well, why Why are these two companies doing these similar things? And, and as the consumers, we're getting frustrated with what they're doing. It's like, why don't, like, I don't understand it, but it's so funny to see the parallel happen. It's the exact same thing on Windows Central as well because you'll see like you'll when I when I actually do visit Windows Central, there's you know, people complaining about apps that haven't been updated in forever and yeah. are no longer compatible or apps that got pulled or you know, developers having rifts with these organizations such as Snapchat. I think BlackBerry 10 users are, are very much like Windows Phone users in terms of what's available and you know their their frustration level in where they are at this point. So. 
Yeah. You're absolutely right. The parallels between the two are are astounding when you actually when you actually dig into it. It's like wow. You could yeah. literally literally replace, replace the name, Microsoft yeah. with like <laughs> and there you go. There you go. It's exactly yeah. the same, right. And and it's and it, it, then it brings you to a point where it's not money, you know. It's it, it doesn't come down to money because they've got so much money to market and they still yeah. face the same hurdles. Yeah. It is a hurdle, I think, of the elevated market that they are trying to play in. Now we have devices that are flagship with six hundred dollar price tags and an ecosystem of clout behind them. And BlackBerry nor Microsoft have that. Microsoft is working to build it, right? They've got Windows 10. They've got the unified OS experience. That's in pipe. BlackBerry right now is still rather disparate in terms of that service offering. But They're we have Android apps. apps. Right. That's, that's true. That's, yeah. true. that's the, the one Android thing that are... gives somewhat of a you know connection there because if like that that's literally the one thing. Like Look at Periscope and Meerkat, two apps that are huge right now, live streaming that just came out. They're iOS only right now. And it's taken them maybe two, three months. I think they're finally working on Android apps to send out. So you're talking about you expect an app developer to develop iOS first to try and get the cloud out. People will be very vocal. iOS users are very vocal about what apps they like or if they want you to download it. So they do iOS first. And then Android's taking this long. Do you really expect them to then do BlackBerry and then Windows Phone? Realistically, we have to jump on Android in a certain way. And I, I like the path that BlackBerry is doing more than Windows, trying to bring Android on board, then try and build it our, themselves. But it's like you need to really step it up in some way, and we've been waiting on that. Yeah, like, uh, the, the Android runtime is a huge advantage to BlackBerry <coughs> 10. Um, just the other day, I was looking for a Spotify client, see if there was a native client, and, and I couldn't find any, so I went to Snap and downloaded the Spotify app, and it works actually really well on my passport. Yeah, it's integrated into the Now Playing Toast. Um, when you put it into uh, Active Frame, it puts a notification in your hub telling you what song you're playing and stuff like that. So, I mean, like, they, they're doing a good job with the it, Android It's very good, Brandon. You can have, like, two Spotify-enabled BlackBerry and or Android devices and literally use one to remote control the other. So it, it's good, and it works, right? Isn't it available in Amazon, or is that one of the ones they pulled? Because, Chris, you'd mentioned this earlier that, like, it's better almost in the Amazon store for devices not to be named as opposed to being named, whether, you know, giving developers the option to not yeah. support the device as opposed to a device that is not yet supported even by Amazon. Yeah, absolutely. That's Realistically, that's like one one current benefit to actually buying a Leap right now. It's not. It's still not yet recognized as a device on Amazon. So all of the apps that you want are actually still showing for it, like Netflix and all that and Spotify and... You know, and, and, those, and those watching, this is not a shallow victory, okay? That's a hard-fought <laughs> application ecosystem victory. The leap leaps the competition in terms of the app. Maybe itself, it leaps itself. Yeah, it, le <laughs> it, leaps it, it leaps its own counterparts in that respect. <laughs> All of those apps are just there. They're unlocked, and you can download them. And you know, Just simply because... It's not technically officially released as of yet. Someone from Amazon is watching this right now, and they're like, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Their keyboard scheming hard. No, but let's let's move on. We we already kind of transitioned to an, into a talk about applications. Let's talk about BBM. I was surprised. I was almost happy on the inside that we got a BBM update. 
sure the features that the BBM for BlackBerry 10 update were available on iOS two weeks prior. I'm okay with that. At least you got to us. I appreciate it, BlackBerry. I, I, I shed a tear. <laughs> I can actually hide all those freaking stickers but now. It's like a half measure. It's like, why would you give us the ability to hide but not organize? Like, <laughs> it's still a mess, you know? I love it, but I hate it at the same point yeah. because it's like, again, half measures. BBM channels, some of the fixes, like the channel admin, it's a half measure. You give it to us on the web, but you don't give it to us on the app. It's like, I'm tired of these like quick fixes. And I'll let Alex take it from here before I get too rambling. It's weird. Like, I wonder, like, part of me wonders if they're doing this purposely. Um, if you, okay, we couldn't hide picture um, sticker packs before. So what was the solution? To buy more sticker packs, to push them to the front, to use them. So they were so slow on it now, like, rather than letting us rearrange the packs, like, sure, I hid about half my sticker packs right now. I think I have about seven of them, which is great, but now the only way that I can really organize them is to buy a new sticker pack to put it in the front if I really want to use it. So <laughs> it's like part of me wonders, like, are they trying to manipulate us just to keep buying sticker packs just to kind of organize it? <laughs> or, like, I, I, it just doesn't really make sense, and it's They're just such with a your simple out. thing. Ah... <laughs> uh, Stressful. I, I want to like channel Ultron and be like puppets on strings or <laughs> in the trailer. But uh, Alex, to your point, I agree, and I feel like at this point, BlackBerry with BBM is like we got the roadmap. We know exactly what we need to do, but we're not going to do it. We're not going to rush there because by the time it matters, we'll be right there with it. It just doesn't matter right now. It, WhatsApp just crossed 800 million active users, and our 100 million matter. We need to innovate at a quick pace for them. We don't. They don't. We will be here continuing to use BBM. We have high retention. We love the application. Yeah. They've got the time to build this thing out slowly over time. So we have to start leaving the platform? That's the only way to speed it up? Everyone leave BBM, and then we'll, we'll finally get these features. That's what you're saying. <laughs> the, issue, the issue I have, James, back to your point about half measures, is like... One thing is to have a half measure within a reasonable amount of time, like the administration tools for uh, BBM channels. Um, it's It's been, like, what, over a year now that channels have been live, and we get this half measure. I mean, what what is that? And talking about uh, BBM stickers, they've been out for, what, a year as well? And this is a half measure to hide and reorganize them? I mean, there, there's, there's reasonable timelines, but at this point, you no. Know, most users are expecting to actually have a full measure as opposed to a half measure. Right, and it, it transcends further from that, Brandon, because I completely agree with your point. I mean, look at BBM meetings. Is that the half measure to our BBM video? I, I totally get where you're I've coming from. I've been saying that the whole time. Everybody's like, where's cross-platform video? I'm like, you got it. You got it in BBM meetings. <laughs> Pay up a, for it and use get it. Get a free trial. Pay up. <laughs> Brandon... To, to your point about BBM and half measures and where it leaves us, I kind of, again, I fall back to the idea that right now it's not a huge organization in BBM. It's a, a team or two that are working on different yeah. aspects. Yeah. I mean, when we look at it, that it may be a large team, but then we have teams for different platforms, so they all have got their different cycles and the different rates for which they're developing. I mean, look. let's look at, in comparison, iOS, which has a quasi-native look and feel to the iOS 8. Windows, which has a fully native look. Android Wear BBM, which is a totally Android Wear built native application for Android. 
And it's like there are so many broken aspects. I feel like right now it's all about seeding to the potential out there, and then you can build upon it, right? But for us, again, we, we've been here for two years with these devices, and we've been waiting for that potential to come through. On a personal level, I think BBM's getting a little bit too bloated in terms of like what's all in there. It started life as as a very simple messaging platform, and in some some ways, I wish that it had stayed a little bit simpler. Like, yeah, it's just me, and that's that's no way of a reflection on BBM because I know that my personal opinion about it being bloated isn't necessarily shared by everyone. Every you know, everybody likes these features. All these other apps have these features, so on, but. To me, uh, there are times where I just like. Sometimes I just want my simple messaging application back. You know, I want. I, I just want to be able to send a message and retrieve a message, and you know, just ping someone when I need their attention, and yeah. that's it. That's that's the limit of it. Like, I like. There's there's people, there like the sticker packs, the whole sticker pack organization, and all of that stuff. It it. For me personally, it has become like a little bit frustrating. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to deal with that. And then to add on to it, there's like issues with people having BlackBerry Protect, and like you'll tap on somebody's name or something like that, like a BlackBerry Protected user, and then I get this like DDoS attack. Yeah, it's like 50 messages of unable to confirm passphrase, and I'm like, what's going on, man? Yeah, they they need yeah. to they need to kind of narrow down their scope and get the the few things they really want to get done get them done well really well and then add the features because I think now we've had such a dearth of features in the past that we were asking for a lot of features and now we have a lot of features but I think we just need those core features that they have now to refine yep. them and just improve the experience a lot better than it is currently because if you use the if you use the uh, the BBM app now, I'm not gonna lie. Like on my passport, it's pretty clunky. Like it takes a while to load things. I don't know if that's on my end or if it's if it's on the BBM app or if it's on the server end. But I know whenever I open it and I want to see my chats, it takes a good like 15-20 seconds to load all my chats. Yeah. So I mean, like I mean, there, there's some things that I mean, it, it does need to improve on, and just yeah. get the the core things right. Better. And and I think if you look at the the picture um the stickers like go to the shop within BBM and look at the stickers and that's a perfect explanation of how messed up BBM or BBM is right now it's a mess the sticker there are so many sticker packs so many random sticker packs they're not organized whatsoever you can't search through them it's just it's like thrown at the wall and then they they release like those uh, <laughs> those rock stickers and if you click the rock sticker. You what you actually see is it was a photograph. Someone had a rock and they put goofy eyeballs on them. They took a photograph of it and then they literally took that picture, put it in Photoshop, cut a hole around it because you still see that it was a picture taken. And then they did some editing on top of it. So they're getting so lazy with these stickers that are being adopted. No, People no, what, are literally taking pictures like I no, call for quality control in the BBM shop. <laughs> yeah. Alex, those are some pretty sexy looking rocks. Okay, I'm done. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> they look at me all lovingly. <laughs> um, I think, I don't know if, if I should bring this up uh, with, with Blend right now. There's, well, okay, so you know how they made it so you can add a contact and they can message you and you don't see their picture if they're not your contact or whatever? Do you know what I mean? 
That's what they add in the last yeah. BBM update. So what I noticed too was if you have a BBM channel right now and they message you, then it shows their letter for their name rather than showing the picture. Before, a total stranger would message me through my channel and I would see their picture. Well, they changed that, which is good, but the problem is on Blend, you still see the picture. So on my phone, I just see the R for the person's name, but on Blend, it's actually pulling in that picture of that person. So BlackBerry, you better pay attention to that because you know someone's gonna blow that out of proportion where it's no, really not a big deal. Like but one hundred by one hundred image of them, like yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> yeah, but it's someone. Blew, that same thing happened on WhatsApp, and someone blew that out of proportion. Do you remember? Holy like yeah. crap, those rock stickers. Million active users. They can afford to care yeah. about the minuscule. Yeah. BBM is like. Oh, yeah. We'll get to it. Channels, whatever. We'll put okay. it, put it I behind just those rock stickers again. They're pretty weak, man. I just can't believe those rock stickers are there. They don't have like Poodle <laughs> stickers on there. That's I mean, that's seriously. probably the most disappointing like, part. Blackberry. I'm do no artist, but I'm pretty sure I can do some rock stickers. They're literally just rocks that people took pictures of with googly eyes, man. And they're crappy like cutouts. They're not even like a well cutout. Like, oh my god. I can't handle it. My OCD just looking at it, it's terrible. Alex's yeah. designer sense is like tweaking out right now. Everybody's gonna be mad at us thinking that we're all hating on Blackberry, but we're not. We're just, it's just it's like, tough love, dude. It's just not. BBM. Just yeah. BBM. <laughs> and the leaf. Just kind BBM of. and the leaf, guys. Speaking of devices. I'll say the leaf is a nice device, but it's just not for me. <laughs> Speaking of devices that don't make sense, guys, let's talk about the Oscar. Let's talk about the twelfth iteration of the BlackBerry Passport. This six-month-old piece of hardware that has continued to be rehashed through. No, I think it's a good idea, right? Let's put it into market. It's not available. Asia Pacific, China, they need something, right? You have a target demographic who you're not speaking to. Of course, you need to tailor to them. You need to cater to them. But the design, what do you guys think? This looks like this titanium mix of a real passport and a fake passport meet a it's like rounded at the bottom, square at the top. It's like it, it's all over the place. From the front, it kind of looks like a silver Q5 version of the Passport. If you think about it, it's got that curve around the front. The only difference is that the keyboard is an actual legit keyboard, like like the Passport. But it's like, in terms it's of the like curve, a dead Alpha C, but metal. You know, <laughs> just kind of like what are you doing with this? I'd like to see the whole kind of design. Like the refinement, right? Because Brandon, would you pick up the device if it had like a nice build quality? Because I honestly kind of like the design. If that ends up being a real thing that hits the market, I'd look for it, see if I could get it. Um, if that's a good build quality, I mean, that's not going to make me buy a device. Ultimately, it's the functionality. But I mean, like I've been saying in previous podcasts, they need to kind of you know, step up their game in terms of durability. I mean, if they came up with a device that not only looked good, but, you know, could get ran over by a car and still work, I'd be down for that. Right. Even if, like, and we, we talked about this, like, so many upstreams ago in terms of, like, the device roadmap and what we expect to see this year. And I'll reiterate it for those who may be unaware. We've seen the Leap, which is the mid-range all-touch. We expect the key in, which is going to be that Porsche design BlackBerry Passport, hopefully. That's like at least what I'm hoping for. <laughs> We've got the slider device, which hopefully launches this year. I mean, I'd hate for it to be delayed into early next year. I do expect delivery this year. That's what they've said, at least, for the roadmap. 
And then we have a fourth QWERTY device, unnamed, unspecific. And we expect that to basically be the leap, but a QWERTY, right? So basically like a Q5 Redux. Well, what if it's not? What if the Oslo is basically that other keyboard device? What if the Oslo comes out as that other keyboard device and, you know, is simply just a cheaper variant of the Passport? Maybe. Because, like, here, here's my thing with the Oslo, is that there has been, you know, when that picture went up, there was a lot of speculation about where and whom that device was actually meant for. And realistically, we still don't know that. Nobody can say definitively that this device is going to go out there, you know, into China, whatever the case may be. There's speculation about it. There's rumors about it, of course, based on some of the information that has been floating out there. But you, nobody can say, yes, this is going to go to these particular markets and be available at this point in time. It's just rumors and speculation. However... I'm kind of like lost on, on why why that device exists based off of those rumors and speculation anyways because like they said they had Blackberry had four devices that they were going to go ahead and release they had the leap they had the Kian, they had the what else was there there was the fucking slider yeah the slider wow <laughs> You wow. forgot about the device. I totally forgot about the biggest device that most people want. And one thing libraries made. <laughs> yeah, what was that other thing? Hmm. And then they said that they had one more keyboard device. So what if the Oslo is that keyboard device? I, is that I don't think that keyboard device. <laughs> I don't think so. This is a passport. At the end of the day, yeah. it's not any different. It, I mean, we could count the P ninety nine eighty three graphite as that keyboard device, but it's not. I don't think it is. I really don't. I don't see the evidence to support the Oslo outside of a specific demographic. Just like the Z3, you know? That was such a specific and aimed device. Yeah. I, I, you could be right, Chris. We could. The Oslo could be that fourth device. But I think it's going to have to reach some kind of broader consensus. <clears throat> point, they are selling out of the Q5. There are very few left out there, aside from resellers. They need another device to reiterate on that form factor, I believe. Yeah. Based off what they've done on the leap, we've had a year of QWERTY. We've had the Passport. We've had the Classic. I think now we see it. We're going to see an all-touch, and then we're going to see a lower price because the Classic, as great as it is, as mid-range as it is, is still rather expensive. It comes in at $499. I believe it just dropped to $399. That's still rather expensive. I need to see something around the leap pricing for a QWERTY to get me excited about it again, right? Yeah. It's true. It does make me again. I, I kind of. I I don't know what to say about the Oslo because basically based off of the picture, to me, as we all know, shady pictures from shady places always tend to look shady. I'm not saying BlackBerry Central is shady. I'm just saying like, <laughs> you know, obviously that picture wasn't meant to get out, so it's out there, but. And it's not exactly the best quality picture. Dylan did up some nice renders of the picture as well to make it look a little bit better. Absolutely. But I'm just saying that it, it's very hard to judge that device off of that that one grainy, pixelated picture, even with the device renders that came after. Because it doesn't it doesn't make you like you know it doesn't portray how a device actually looks. The renders never make a device look the way that it looks. Like when when we first 
when most of us saw the BlackBerry Passport, we're like, ew, that's ugly. And then as we saw more pictures and more pictures and more pictures, it was like beautiful. You know, we all fell in love with the passport at that point. But all of us except for Alex on Verizon. Yeah. <laughs> it's so like it's it's so hard to tell. Is that like is that device is that device a, a, a nice device, like the passport? Like is it a high quality device? Or is it just a cheaper variation of the passport? Because that would make that would make so much sense. Like keep the form factor blow down the specs because all your devices are running three-year-old hardware anyway. So, like, you know, might as well. <laughs> might as well keep the cost down and, and be able to actually penetrate a market and bring some volume in terms of the market share. In terms of market share as well, we have a spring sale coming from Black, Shop Blackberry. Select regions, I believe, the U.S., France, Germany, Canada. I'm sorry. I don't know why you guys get shafted all the time on these Shop Blackberry deals, but... I guess you guys are more loyal, right? This is your home brand. Got to support <laughs> your currencies all over the place anywhere in terms that of the conversion rate. Get the passport uh, launch, so I think that tides us over for a year. Yeah. But the thing is, like, you could get like Brandon is mentioning here in the chat. You can get a Q5 for 150, and like, yeah. I'm sorry, but that is a great deal. <laughs> yeah. Q5 is awesome. Like the Q5 really is, and Chris can attest to it. He fired his up a couple streams ago, and he's like, "Yo, it's awesome on 10.3. <laughs> yeah. It just works. It feels like it's meant to be there." So you can get these awesome BlackBerry devices that mature with age, kind of like um, like Matthew Miller did on ZDNet in his article, "The Passport Growing Like Fine Wine." You know, it's maturing, and really, really, the OS offering is doing that. It's growing every day in terms of all these different builds we get for the devices. They're not pulling the devices back. They're really enhancing them with new features. Even the Z3 has come a long way with 10.3. I remember when it came out, it could only run four apps at a time, and now it runs eight. You know, <laughs> Lots of stuff going on. What do you guys think about a sale? I put this question out in terms of uh, Leap versus Z30. And a lot of people lean toward the Z30, and I felt, you know, that's kind of biased. You've actually used the Z30 as opposed to a Leap. But, Chris, having both of them, right now, if you were to make a decision for someone, Leap or a Z30, where would you end up? I'd probably still recommend the Z30, <laughs> just because it has some of that additional stuff that people are looking for. And, you know, depending on the person... You know, for let's say, for example, if my mom wanted to buy a BlackBerry right now, I'd probably recommend her to buy a Leap simply because it's newer, and uh, you know she doesn't necessarily care about that kind of thing. She's not going to be using NFC. She's not going to be using USB on the go. Uh, she doesn't need a keyboard. She doesn't need anything or anything like that. I would make her buy that simply because it's newer and is going to end up in the life cycle longer. However, if you were already familiar with all of the BlackBerry 10 devices and you know what each one is capable of, I would uh, recommend the Z30. Yeah. That's the final word on the man who has a leap right now. And is <laughs> get, a Z, get a Z30. But no, like honestly, if you're looking for a new BlackBerry device and you don't want the old, I've got to say the leap feels better than the Z30. It just does. And, and it's so hard to describe, but the way it feels in the hand as opposed to the rounded softness of the Z30, it just feels better. It feels more sturdy. So I, I'd agree with you there. You get an LCD panel. You get better outdoor lighting in terms of readability on the screen. 
and it's just vibrant. It's nice to look at, and it's easy. It's an easy sell. It really is. Yeah, and, and again, people don't think that we're hating on the Leap. At the end of the day, the reason why the Z30 is at this price right now is because they're really trying to write them off and get rid of the inventory, and this is not going. They're not going to be around that long. They're trying. They essentially they made a mistake with the Z30, and they have too much inventory, and they need to just get rid of it because it's an old device and all this. So really, it's taking advantage of BlackBerry right now to buy the Z30. It's not taking. It's not saying this, the leap is complete shit, and you should you know move over to the Z30 in place or whatever. But entirely uh, Alex's opinion. <laughs> 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 I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out there. If the uh, Q5 was 150 in Canada, I would just buy it just you know to have as a second device. Also the also to flesh out my BlackBerry collection too. This <laughs> is like the one device I'm missing, like that in the Z3, and it's like, do I care? No, <laughs> but I'm probably gonna get them anyway. <laughs> you know, pricing is always good. Spring sales are always awesome. I'm glad BlackBerry is consistent with it. You can almost expect like once a quarter there's going to be some type of sale. So it, it, it makes your buying kind of idea behind it when you're looking to get that device a little bit stronger because you know at least where you're going to stand. You know the pricing of the devices. You know what they offer. So it's really easy to kind of compare these devices even without holding them, right? So that's at least positive on the sale side. Let's close out here. We've been rambling far too long. We'll give ourselves another like 10 minutes to close this out, guys. Let's go for apps. There's a lot of new apps coming, updates to apps even. I'm waiting for these two developers we have to push app updates for their apps, but we'll, we'll get on them in another <laughs> Let's talk about WorkWide. Let's talk about Black. Let's talk about QuickPost. Of the three, I'm most excited about Black. Mainly because when Jerome does his press releases on, on Back to Black, they're always so exciting. I'm like, yeah. yay, new features! Yet I've been beta testing it for so long. <laughs> I've been using this already. Jerome's <laughs> press releases are like a mile long, as long as your leg. And that's the thing. Like, I absolutely love Jerome in that respect because you'll go for like six months without an update, and then all of a sudden you get everything at once. Yeah. So you're like... Damn! <laughs> it's it, it, it's so thorough too. Like he picked up on such small user feedback pieces that we were like, "Oh, I hate black," and he's like, "No, I got you. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Here it is. It really is running well." I, I'll say. We got to keep it 100 emoticon. <laughs> <laughs> like that's yeah. the kind of thing. Like I, I imagine like the beta test group he has that people are like, "Yo, where is the hundred? I need that <laughs> because I use the black." Emoji picker to copy and paste to Instagram. Yeah. Don't don't say you haven't done it. You have. You have. It's totally it's totally a called out feature too. It's like when you look at at the list where the new features, he's like, yeah, we keep it 100. <laughs> I love it. And that's the kind of like passion and thoughtfulness that I love about BlackBerry developers. And, and there's been drama online on Twitter about you know developers back and forth, but like get over it, because we need you for the platform. I don't care about your petty differences. Right. I don't. I really don't. And Stop the user, arguing. The user shouldn't care either. They should support what works for them. And at the end of the day, there's a lot of options for a lot of different things, and we need more. So don't let any criticism stifle you as a BlackBerry developer. Let it empower you, that feedback, to build better and do more, because your talent is definitely needed on the platform. And I'm speaking to some key developers specifically on that one. <laughs> 
yeah, black. Lots of good stuff coming for it. I mean, we've got a lot of the fixes in the back end in terms of the headless notifications. You've still got the multi-account. And just a lot of refinements in terms of muting. You can mute right from the search. Just some really great features. And it seems like, and, and Jerome has been very kind of vague on this in terms of the beta too, where there's something building on the back end. He's like, you'll see like notes like, added that thing for that thing. And like, we're like, what do you mean? What are you bringing? So uh, definitely some cool stuff coming. If you haven't purchased the Twitter client Black yet, check it out. It's got a bunch of ton of good reviews. Definitely check it out. It's a really awesome application. Twitter for BlackBerry just got an update recently, and it's actually pretty good as well. We've got so many good options, and I love developers for it. What are you guys' Twitter clients? I know you're all on Twitter. What is your go-to right now? What does that look like? The black at the same I'm, time. Yeah, I'm a black user. You know, it's it's I I like how it looks and it's easy. You know, I do I love that when you get multiple pictures and when someone posts multiple pictures within it, black it shows you like a little number overlay and you click it and you slide left and right between the page. It's just it's smooth. I love it. Simple. It also supports so video playback, which video upload is not yet supported by the Twitter API for mobile. However, yep. you can play videos now within Black. It loads in the video media card, and you can play it, which I love. I didn't realize how many people were posting videos on Twitter until I got the update. I'm like, wow, this is actually a thing? People actually do this? That's crazy. What about you, Brandon? What about you, Chris? What, what, are, you, what are you using for Twitter? I I use just the uh, the stock and uh, the stock uh, Twitter app. I ha I bought uh, Black, and it's a good uh, Twitter app, and really great developer. I just don't use Twitter that much. So usually, because I'm going through so many phones and 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 stuff, usually when it loads up, it's just the Twitter app, and I just use that because uh, to me, you, if you guys follow me on Twitter, like I, I might post things here and there, but it's not my. Uh, I don't have a huge presence on Twitter, so that's he's lazy. Why. All he does is retweet stuff. I mean, no, I mean that's, <laughs> that's, that's a, well, yeah, exactly. That's a good thing for for I guess Jeremy uh, to know is that I guess the the stock uh, Twitter app just gets the lowest common denominator. It doesn't get the the real hardcore users, uh, if you will. So I guess that's a testament to his uh, his efforts on Black. I'm pretty much a loser who never goes outside, so I. <laughs> stick to mostly all the desktop applications, so I rarely ever actually use a Twitter client on my device. So chances are, if anyone sees me using a Twitter client, I'm probably in the bathroom <laughs> or I'm laying in bed. But the majority of the time, I will generally just go with whatever pops up as the first icon that is a Twitter client on my device. <laughs> I'm not uh, I'm not overly picky that way. That that's, being... that's honestly how I am. Like, I'll share, and the share framework will either put black or, like, Twitter comes first chronologically. So I'm like, uh, let's go with that. Whatever is yeah. easier. Somewhere Jerome's, like, cursing me out. He's like, bastard. You know, that's the way it is. Like, I, I barely ever have to uh, use it on mobile, so... Now, are you a beta tester for Black, Chris? Do you get the update emails? Yeah, but I think Jerome just gave it to me out of pity. He's like, yeah, I'll just give it to you. I'll give you the beta. Whatever. You you need to have a beta so that you can write about it. Jerome, you know, he, Jerome's BBM status. Poor Chris. Using <laughs> <laughs> he, he knows that unless something is like really severely broken, the chances of me submitting a log are, are pretty slim because I just have too much other stuff going on. Like, there are times when I'm like, 
I have found some major bugs, and I'm like, yo, dude, you need to fix this. Make sure that you fix this, all right? And he'll take care of it. But, you know, the past few betas, I've been I've been honestly pretty negligent in regards to that aspect. Yeah, you know, th- this is another... This is another time that we can start complaining about BlackBerry because Betazone, if you know, if he used Betazone, but I think right now the problem with Betazone is you can't pick individual people to go within the beta, and so he has his own proprietary system where I want to give him feedback at times, but it's like I have to log into the back end of the website, and normally on my phone doesn't work that great, so I have to use computer. It's just kind of like it's kind of a pain <laughs> to do it. I want to give him more feedback, but you know, I really wish he could use Betazone, but I also see why he's not using Betazone for that. I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily mind his feedback system. Realistically, no, it, it's great for. Yeah, I'm surprised that he he made that and everything. It does work great, but it's yeah. still, you know. At the same time, I'm more likely to actually just tell him versus filing feedback through the test lab. Yeah. <laughs> I BBM him. Hey, I sent you feedback. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, cool. I'll fix it. <laughs> he's gonna be hating us by the end of this and be like. Because everybody will stop using Test Lab or something. Well, those no. guys can do it. <laughs> Test Lab is awesome. Black yeah. is awesome. And I like that Test Lab's open for other developers. It's been a, a utility and a resource beyond Betazone even. Because Betazone's still very like tight knit in terms of getting that access. So I, I really she appreciate built Betazone the Betazone before Betazone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Again, if you have the application for Twitter, Black, it's right there. It's green. It's awesome. Check it out. 1.5 is coming. The bedrock for some really cool new features are also coming. Definitely check it out and and don't have a classic. Get a passport. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I love BlackBerry. I love you guys. Did we mention work wide? I'm I'm here. I'm here. Like hmm. Yet I'm using the classic. You know, like I, I don't know. I don't want to say I'm bored of the passport. I do not want to say that. It never came out of my mouth. Y'all never heard it. But the, oh the classic, man. The stop one-handed that. portability. I, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Let's talk about work-wide because Chris mentioned working wide, right? Work-wide is also coming into a new update. It has some new features as well while enhancing on some of the other you know, fundamentals that it has in terms of the bug fixes and refinements. WorkWide is definitely a really cool application for passport owners. Alex, I'm sorry you can't enjoy it. <laughs> just kidding. He, he can. He just has to hold the Z30 this way. <laughs> but no, I, I really like that application, and I'm glad they're still supporting it. I, I, I hate these devs who bring awesome apps, and you support them, hoping they bring more, and then nothing happens. The exact opposite is true with Brian and Olaf. The application continues to get steady updates, and it just shows and stands as kind of a record for BlackBerry 10 developers of how your application will be successful in BlackBerry world. It's taking the feedback and building on it, point blank. It's a, there's also there, there's also an interesting uh, uh, separation there as well because when you look at, at Jerome's update for Black, you see all of the stuff, all of the all of the changes and the features and fixes that have been implemented. But Brian and Olaf have been, you know, rather quiet about what is all actually included in their update. Like they don't, they they haven't listed all of the exact stuff. So I think they have something something special building up as well in terms of what it is. Just like just like Jerome has something special cooking, they have something special cooking as well. So you know, if the you want to, the BlackBerry developer kitchens are hot, and I'm excited. I know. 
<laughs> and they're all being secretive. It's like, what are you guys doing? I want to know. <laughs> let me just let you all know, I've been beta testing the web design cheat sheet update. Boom. Amazing. <laughs> kidding. It, it doesn't exist yet. Alex. Hey, no, there's still so many people. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I have... I paid for an app. I get no updates. So tell me about it. For what? <laughs> Come on. I think I gave you that for free. Anyway... Um, <laughs> it's still, there's 10.3 people are, a lot of people still don't even have 10.3. No one on Verizon that I know has 10.3 yet. So it's like, once you upgrade to 10.3, you're going to get a big update for Web Design Cheat Sheet. But if you're already on 10.3, then like, yeah, I'm getting some people requesting where they want. They're like, well, can you put Py, can you put Python in there? Like Python is an entire coding language that I know nothing about. <laughs> and it's like... I, that's, that's just not what this app is meant for, at least. You know what, you know, though, Alex? Opportunity for a new app. February? So you need to step it up, bro. It's April of the next year. <laughs> what? <laughs> Lay off me, bro. Remember when the red 10.3 dropped last year? Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, talk about time. I think this is a great time to talk about time. Now, this is interesting because time is actually... Irish in root. It's a surname, and as well, it's a Greek river that has nothing to do with the application. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that to the fray. <laughs> Alex, tell us about this browser from OSBB Code Labs. So, Jeremy Duke, who is an awesome fellow, he's made such apps as Open Source BB and uh, Berry Flow app. I've never has that, is that good right now. Yeah, it's quite amazing. Um, so he's he's become quite the talented developer, and you know he had a kid um, somewhat recently, so he's been busy. But in his free time, he's been working on a few things, and uh, it's this app called Tyne, and it's really interesting the the origin of the name. So it was initially Tiny Browser, and he kind of just like he just threw Tyne out there, T Y N E. And it was funny. not pronouncing it wrong, and it's actually no. I, I, tiny. I spoke to him about it. I spoke. I was like, "Oh, clever! That could be like tiny or tiny." He's like, "Yeah, yeah. People can read it whatever the way they want." But he said he said it as tiny. Um, but I think that would be kind of cool to do, you know, tiny and spell it that way. Uh, but either way, so it's a very lightweight Cascades browser, and um, I could actually I'll, I'll pull it up really quick. Uh, he did a great job. Where I know there are other browsers out there right now that people have made. But one of the, the downsides is the overflow menu is fake in those ones. Well, with the newer versions of um, editing tools, you get the proper overflow menu within a custom foot. Like, that's a custom bar in the bottom. Before, you couldn't do the proper... It's difficult to kind of explain, but you couldn't do a proper overflow when you had a custom action bar. So, you know, that's great. And then you can pull over to the left here, and then you have your tabs... Um, it's 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 literally a Cascades browser, and he's done a great job with it. It looks really nice, and it's very lightweight. So I definitely recommend checking that out. I think right now he has it in beta zone, but it's limited to like four or five hundred people. But just keep keep an eye out there because um, once he opens it up more, I think it's going to be just it's a nice app. Um, it's and a also very nice. I like, and I got you locked on now, Alex, so you can smile to the camera. But um. <laughs> When uh, what's cool about the application is that it is like what we've always wanted from the BB10 browser, right? You have the gestures to be able to peek over to the side, to the left side, and as well an overflow option that really, really works. What's cool as well is now with the BB10 on 10.3.2, you can launch the native browser, you can launch a private browser, and with applications like Tyne, 
you can literally be running so many instances of a true BlackBerry browser on your phone. It's limitless. It really is. Yeah, and it, it's so funny because like a lot of us wanted a native Cascades browser. I know that it was really interesting that they made the the BlackBerry browser in HTML5, but it does like it, there are little times where it's not fully like 60 frames per second where it feels a little choppy when menus are sliding over or whatever. Um, but doing native Cascades, which is what he's done, is really great. And then it also has this built in. So if you if you want, you can. Uh, click a link and you could open it and set as default and you can set it to the quick view so if I click this right now within the hub then it opens up the kind of quick view time browser so there's actually um, I guess I could give a plug plug out for the other app what what is the app called it's like hub browser card hub browser. browser yeah exactly so those apps kind of existed as just that well Tyne actually has that built in as just another one of its many features um, and it's very lightweight it is very very lightweight he, he called it Tiny Browser initially for a reason you can also change the user agent in the in the app oh, settings yep. as well which is nice set it to iPhone I'm not even kidding set it to iPhone because then you get a nicer Google search page results or for and some reason, whatever. realistically, you'll you'll end up with a little bit better compatibility as well because sometimes, yep. sometimes certain websites through the BlackBerry 10 browser will still, you know, serve up uh, flash videos, but they're also serving iPhone videos as the as the native video for for the iPhone. But you know, for for whatever reason, the BlackBerry 10 browser doesn't automatically switch over to that based on the server that they're using and the user agents that they have set, really. Um, but those videos will switch over to a better compatibility within time. Yeah, so and he, he, did, he did some cool um, functionality, too. So, like, right now I could double-tap the screen, and it opens up Find. So you could turn that on or off, and he might add features where a double-tap will do a certain thing. Um, but right now it's really cool because I never really use Find, functionality, which it's a very useful thing. On my computer, I use it because Control-F is really quick, yeah. but on my phone now, I go to a website, I double-tap the screen really quick and just start typing, and my fingers are already in the location of where the keyboard pops up That It's just there's some really cool ideas that you know he came up with. Um, there are some little bugs that he, he's aware of. That it's kind of a, it's a big job to duplicate a browser, a full-featured browser over. So well, that's why it's in data it. zone. So. Yep, exactly. So... But definitely want to give it a, a call out because he deserve. He's been working on it for a while. Um, he's been busy, so I think he deserves that. You know. What was the other big update that we had? We had iGran as well, which allowed video yeah. uploads and DM messaging. I think it was DM messaging. DM messaging and multiple accounts as well. And there's a quick post update which allows shared targets for Instagram, be it Android or iGran. So you've got a lot of options now with these native applications. And it's cool because, again, we get a semblance of ecosystem beyond there actually being one. <laughs> you know, we really get native developers working together. Brandon had mentioned it earlier with the Talk to Watch and the Pebble and his own application. And it's really cool to see these kind of application developers building across one another, using little facets therein. An early, early version of the Time Browser, super early, is used as the WebView browser within Flow. And you can see the evolutions now into almost a full-featured total browser. It's great that these projects from the BlackBerry 10 development community are continuing to expound. And it's great as well that we have developers who are really dedicated, even beyond criticism. I mean, 
I see some of the criticism developers get out there, and it's it's like, wow, you know, you've offered a service, even if it maybe wasn't done by the most legitimate means, but you're offering things to the community, and you're still getting flack for it. So I that's why y'all need to work together. We're all make stuff together. better instead of we arguing. We have each twelve other. apps. I mean. <laughs> How hard is it to work together, right? No, but, you know, it's a genuine thing, right? It sucks when there's genuine developers doing genuine, honest work and someone else who does a backdoor entry into a service and then makes a bunch of money, right? Because it, it almost says, like, why am I working so hard to do it the right way when someone else is doing it the wrong way and getting a quasi-better experience? It, it's, a, it's an interesting debate, and it's a valid one. But at the end of the day, the community doesn't care. They really don't. Yeah, they we just want the apps. Exactly, Chris, exactly. So, uh, you know, it, again, it's a very interesting conversation to have, and I'm still very glad that we have native developers of high caliber building for the platform, building updates and supporting that community. There's money to be made. Really, there is. The first person to build a Periscope app for native BlackBerry 10, money. You're going to make a bunch yeah. of money. Let me say that now. And I'm charging three percent. Just I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, send you all my PayPal address. <laughs> I think I just I just opened up iGrant in, in BlackBerry World, and it claims it has over six million downloads. So I mean, that's, that's awesome. a lot. That's that's a lot of downloads. So, Maybe it's that BBM shop advertisement placement. Yeah, <laughs> sure. It it probably did get like seven billion views, didn't it, from that? Yeah. <laughs> And made one dollar. <laughs> it's it's such an interesting conversation when we look at BlackBerry. We talked about some of the hardware that they're continuing to push. We talked about a software focus where they're really focused on expanding that software to other devices. But we kind of get a sense of a focus that is split, a focus that is very much on an enterprise user, and a focus that is also split on trying to get users wherever they can, right? Now we have so many new options available for us in terms of mobile devices and even hardware options from desktops that are really kind of pushing the level in terms of hardware and specifications. Where do you guys see BlackBerry a year from now? Do you still see them in kind of the same light? Do you feel like their marketing engine is going to pick up? I want to close on some of your thoughts, your forecasts on BlackBerry. Do you feel like they've got the gusto to push forward like Microsoft has and drill into that market, create the market share and build volume? Or do you really feel that this is a transition over to a software platform predominantly? And we'll close on the thoughts. I want to start Alex, Brandon, and we'll end with Chris. Yeah, you know, I it, it, unfortunately, I, I really do think that it is a large transition over to software, but that's not really a bad thing. I think, um, you know, we're still going to see some hardware and maybe if it, it's going to be primarily full QWERTY hardware, um, but the slider is a perfect example of where we're getting a full QWERTY device along with a full touchscreen device, which you know, I'll, have, I'll be happy enough with that. But I, I, it really seems like they are focusing on software. That, oh, stop. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, this, that's stressful. Alex, Honestly, Alex it, went super excited to the Leap pre-order. He's like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. It's a, this device is not available on Verizon Sprint, U.S. Cellular. Go home. And Alex it, cried. It, it's just a, a mess. But, yeah, you know, I definitely they're focusing on software, and they should be. Um, and I, I just hope a year from now Android is a little bit more integrated and they take it a little bit more seriously because, you know, using my, my 
grandpa's Android device for a bit. I, I downloaded a few things. Uh, I just had like custom um, keyboards and stuff like that, and it's really cool just using some of the, the, the Android apps fluidly. So, um, yeah, they're going to focus on software and still do a little bit of hardware, but, you know, that's what's going to happen. Vertical software, I mean, excuse me, vertical hardware, a very focused uh, hardware division. And, and really, like, the slider kind of feels like that, Alex. Like, yeah. it's software, but with a hardware purpose. Like, this is something <laughs> for a, a target market. Brandon, tell us about what your forecast is. Software, hardware, mix of both. Where do you see the value and growth for BlackBerry's propensity in the future? Uh, definitely, definitely software. But uh, I think we're going to see more of a focus on QNX, like we've been seeing the over the past year. We're seeing more of a focus on QNX and the enterprise space. I think we're going to see a lot of interesting things coming from that IoT M to M space. Um, what I'm looking forward to, maybe this is this is a big if, but a big ask. But I think we might see QNX involved in some automated uh, vehicles, but some actual like at the forefront automation in vehicle type stuff with Mercedes or BMW. So we'll see. Brandon's eye is like five years out, guys. Quote him now, believe him later. When it happens, BlackBerry's gonna be there. Not, <laughs> not, not like not consumer available yet, but I think we'll start seeing some big things coming from that front there. What about you, Chris? What are some of your thoughts for BlackBerry's prospects? I mean, I read your review. I read every bit of your thousands upon thousands <laughs> of words. And there's, and I'll say this quite honestly to you, it felt almost, I don't know, what's the, what's the best word? It felt almost, hmm, like you were almost disappointed in the leap. Like, like you said it was an awesome device for what it was, but you still wanted more. What is that, what is that more that you want from BlackBerry at this point? A slider. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's coming. Realistically, like, you know, we joked about it as I was writing up the review. I'm like, you know, going through all of these things that I'm putting in my review, and we discussed it and so on. And, you know, we were we reached the point where we were going over the negatives, and I'm like, I really just want to put it's not a slider as the negative <laughs> at the end of it and yeah. just leave it at that. I'm like, in our review, we put the passport exists as yeah. a con. You know, like, I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. It's like that iterative, it's like the middle ground. It's like, here's the piecemeal. Eat that while we're waiting for the goods, you know? Yeah. And, There's you know, as, as far as everything else, I agree with everything that Alex said and Brendan said, basically. Like, you know, we're BlackBerry... I'm sure I've said it before, but BlackBerry is not exactly the same company that it was like two years ago. We're they're in a totally different landscape now. They're back to their business and enterprise user space, and you know, there there's still going to be a certain level of consumer offerings coming from BlackBerry, as we see with the Leap. You know, they they sort of position the Leap as a consumer device while being offered as an enterprise device as well. So, yeah, we're still going to see some of that stuff, but realistically on 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 the back end or in the grand scheme of things, they're, they're really putting a lot of their focus on enterprise. And I think uh, to Brandon's comment, they're, they're focusing a lot more on QNX stuff as well. So, you know, it, it's hard to, hard to say exactly what lies ahead in terms of, 
of the consumer perspective because we've always known there to be a lot of BlackBerry news, and I think I think part of Alex's in the chat here we were just discussing that we're basically going on like an hour and a half now of good conversation. And Alex basically said, you know, for a slower news week, we had some good conversation. And that's the thing. I think we're, we're going to start seeing a lot slower news cycle in terms of that on the consumer side. Like, we're not going to see a lot of the stuff that BlackBerry is doing. So, you know, I think that's something that we're, we're just going to have to get used to. I mean, we can still all get together and have these discussions and stuff like that because there is still a lot of consumer value there. However, it's just not going to be as broad as what it once was, and um, that's I think that's realistic from from my perspective. It's definitely good to have it, Chris, because really you temper a lot of the community's feelings and thoughts with your voice. So it's good to have you in here, where as you said, you bring a fairness and a reality to the situation and, and where it's headed. Me, I, I'm a little bit more hopeful. <laughs> I think. I think I think there's some good things ahead, and it may not be the most exciting things, right? It may be an autonomous vacuum, but at the same point, there's innovation happening. And innovation is so, I think, flustered by the fact that it has to exist for the sake of those who are interested in it. And for BlackBerry specifically, they've got a real propensity to market on the fact that they are so different. And it's something we haven't seen at all. The marketing has really kind of seceded. In, in the past couple of years. Even with BB10, they kind of stopped, they brought out, they, they forged ahead with this consumer mentality only for Chen to say that is not the right strategy right now. We need to tackle our core. We need to secure our footholds before we go marching onto battlefields where ultimately we're going to lose. But it's to the level of which you're willing to lose where you'll find success. The perseverance of Windows platform in terms of phone is a direct correlation with that. And BlackBerry needs a little bit more money to stick out that long battle. Yeah. Right now, 10.3 is at a place where it can go forward. It is an OS that is wholly capable at this point. It's got a lot of the things we need. A lot of things we don't, you know, but it, it's got a lot there. Going forward for me, to echo Chris's point, it's going to be one that is so focused on software, so focused on things that we, we may yawn about, we may kind of like laugh off as like not news, Yet, the different partnerships that we do hear about are impactful. The future of where mobile is going to go is where BlackBerry is. They're in automotive. They're in healthcare. They're in the Internet of Things. They're in these connected devices that are looking beyond just the scope of a screen, right? There's so much more there. For me, I see BlackBerry going vertical and in a big way. Devices like the Passport, devices like the Slider, and forthcoming devices are going to show, in my opinion, where BlackBerry can really show a uniqueness and an innovation that the rest of the market isn't even caring to answer. They're all trying to re-innovate on that same slab, you know, add in a curved screen or add in some cool software features where BlackBerry still can put a keyboard on a device and do something new. And look at the Passport as an example of that, right? I want to say a kind of a fond farewell here to Jeff Gadway. We've got some news recently that he's been leaving chose to leave the company. and He's been here for, I think, over seven years at this point. He's been product manager for the playbook and now most recently leaving head of B BBM marketing. Guy has been everywhere. He has literally put part of the weight of the BlackBerry 10 turnaround on his back. 
He's been that public figure explaining to us and teaching us about what BlackBerry 10 is and has to offer with each update. So to see him go, he, he took on the mantle of Vivek for me. He was that guy we went to to see the demos, who give us that kind of enthusiastic look at what BB10 had to offer. To see him go is definitely kind of a mixed feeling inside, at least for me, and I know a lot of us here on Berryflow and Crackberry and the other sites as well. Such a great contact, such a great guy, always working 100% to get toward the goal. And really, people, I see these nasty comments about him in terms of BBM not being this awesome thing, that it could be blase, blase, all this stuff. Yet to see where it's come in 10 years, guys, BBM, it's really transcended. We talked about how it's now bloated and maybe overstuffed with features, but that is a direct result of them having to grow. You have to hit price targets. You have to hit monetization. Yeah. So to see Jeff strategically take BBM from a marketing perspective, the, the assets we've seen for BBM meetings, the assets we've seen for Blend, and all the BBM with the retracted messages and timed features, we actually saw great video promos for that stuff. And that's his job, right? The BBM marketing. It's all there. The fact that maybe users aren't clinging to BBM as we want them is a totally side conversation. But again, reiterating on everyone's point here, there's still a lot to look forward to. We wish Jeff the absolute best. It looks like he's going to start his own company and do his own thing. And I think that's a great thing. When you've been at one place for so long, you kind of get stagnated in the, the periodic cyclicalness of it all, where you have to hit certain targets at certain deadlines. Now he's a little bit more free to be himself and do what he wants to do. Yeah, Jeff's okay. been, Jeff's been at, at BlackBerry essentially since 2007. So. And it, it's such a legacy. They've, they've done so much to bring Playbook, to then reiterate on Playbook and re-engineer re an entire platform to create BB10 to bring it to market, to expound on it for two years in market. It's been a massive undertaking. The guy has done so much. So to say he's left with any ill will toward BlackBerry, I think is definitely a, a, a misnomer there because the guy bled BlackBerry through and through. So when he'll you be get using a leap, he's leaving, you know? He'll be using a leap. He'll be doing the startup grind with that leap. That's, yeah. per that's exactly <laughs> what it's for. The story of your life is about to be written, Mr. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> All the best. Yeah, totally. Um, I think this is a good time to close there with those closing comments, guys. you have anything else that we'd like to add in? We will be back next Sunday. And I want to I close out here and final talk about why we're doing this over Google Hangouts, right? Because we could have done it on BBM meetings. We absolutely could have. We really do apologize about the delay on the previous stream. We got the video assets. We re-cramped them together and put it up to Google, and it's still processing to this day. I think it's at 98% for that upload. For some reason, Google didn't allow it through. We want to make sure this get content gets to you guys as quickly as possible, so we're doing it over Hangouts. It doesn't only give us the live availability that BBM Meetings doesn't, but it gives us more of a podcast-type format so that we can go back and forth. BBM Meetings is great for collaboration, screen sharing, and being able to host a conference where the host is doing most of the talking with us, it's not like that. We're really focused on having a dialogue that is mixed across everybody. So for us, at least right now, podcast, Google Hangouts. But you will see some fun stuff from Jubei and I using BBM meetings, so you'll have that to look forward to as we come to a head. Tweet us at BBUpstream. Follow us on Berryflow. 
Get at us at Crackberry even. Leave some comments in your feedback there in the comments section. We really appreciate everyone who's come on live, and we hope you enjoy the cast as it hits uh, shortly after this cast is over. Uh, thank you, everyone, and we'll see you guys next week. Later. See ya. Take care. Later.